Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. The phone number, if you'd like to contribute, 317-684-8444. It's time for your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday when Hammer was joining us in the studio, you guys uh, enlisted the Council of Women yeah. to help Kevin uh-huh. with his uh, his love life. Yeah, we got three ladies in the Kevin's Council of mm-hmm. Ladies. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Kevin, you made the comment that you need to lower your standards and start going for sixes. <laughs> it was just an idea. An Indiana six, huh? Uh, well, somebody <laughs> wanted to call and they have to tell you something about that idea. Kevin, sometimes you can't pay any attention to Rob. Remember, all sixes have friends that are nine or tens. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. So basically, befriend the sixes mm-hmm. to get to the tens. <laughs> I think that's what he's saying. That just seems like a lot of work, Kevin. Yeah. Like it just seems like a lot of effort. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, occasionally in the voicemails, uh, mul- people will, the same person will call mm-hmm. and leave multiple messages like, yeah. oh, I forgot. I wanted to also comment sure. on this. And why, I mean, this show is so. Uh, enthralling, mm-hmm. and there's so many really good topics that we cover each day. I can see why people would just keep calling back multiple and, yeah, times. Absolutely, and that was the case today. Uh, same guy called back, and uh, he had an opinion on something. You remember yesterday we were talking about the girl who was getting married, and she wanted her father yeah. to pay for the wedding, yet she did not want him to walk her down the aisle. Yeah. So same guy called back, and he has an opinion about that. Uh, the segment yesterday about the daughter not wanting her father to walk her down the aisle, we'll never know the whole circumstances of that, but I can only say that having a 22-year-old daughter myself who is engaged, it would take wild horses to drag her down the aisle without her father doing it. And I believe and know for a fact that my future son-in-law would also agree, whether I was ill or not, that she would post own the wedding or whatever it took for me to be there because I raised my child to have love, affection, respect, unconditional love, that is. And there is no way, but what a topsy-turvy world that we live in where right is wrong and wrong (laughs) is right. I guess I can throw in entitlement. Perhaps that's one of the reasons. We'll never know. Please help. <laughs> so I think his comment about how his future son-in-law agrees, that not only says something about him, but also the daughter that he raised, because uh, it's a reflection of the man that a woman chooses is yeah. a reflection of her upbringing. Well, I, you know, I have uh, struggled with this because, as you know, I write this journal every day to my daughter. And sometimes, again, it's about things she did each day, like she learn to sit up on her own the other day. I know, that was so awesome. And so we note those sort of things. But then some days where there's not some monumental thing happening, I just write thoughts 
mm-hmm. in the moment. And one of the things that I've tried to preach to her inside this journal, because I don't know when exactly she'll read it, I would, in my mind, it'll be about the time she graduates high school, is that if we do our jobs as a parent, she will respect herself far more than any other man will respect her. And what that what I mean by that is it doesn't mean that I don't want her to find somebody and marry and be happy. I do. But if you respect yourself, you're not going to fall prey to the games of the world that exist in the dating culture. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is one of the onuses on us as a parent. And it's true whether you have a boy or a girl, but I think it's probably even more paramount having a a daughter that if you do your job as a parent they're going to demand certain things from any person any person they're going to spend their time with period much less someone that they're prepared to have any sort of closeness or you know bonding experience that comes with dating relationship etc and so if you raise your kids right and ultimately people are free thinkers and free beings and they're free to live whatever life they want but if you raise your kids right then this sort of thing won't be an issue Mm -hmm. because they'll understand the respect that is owed to parents and i'm not saying you be heavy-handed authoritarian person but it's just simply in the way that you raise your kids and look i i do this all the time and you know we've joked about this before but i will just talk to my daughter at this point, she's not even seven months old, but I will just talk to her as though she is now 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And I will tell her things that I will tell her for the remainder of her life. And we were having this similar sort of conversation, or I was I was having this similar <laughs> right. sort of conversation with her yesterday. And she's just looking at me smiling the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a big part of me, and I'm sure childhood experts can weigh in on this more than I can, but the earlier you start doing these things and you do them with love and with kindness and with compassion and not some heavy handed of you will, but here's what you deserve, then they're more apt to want to do that. I mean, there's something seriously wrong with having so little respect for your parents who by all accounts or, you know, public feature have given you a good and decent upbringing in life that you would treat them that way. Yeah. You're building a foundation for your daughter yeah which will you know show in years to come and it is a matter of respect it was never a question for me never even popped in my mind when i got married that it wouldn't be my father who was walking me down the aisle and giving me away and it's such a convoluted this woman who we played yesterday it's not like oh my dad was vicious to me or my dad was mean to me or my dad abused me it's some convoluted, warped thing learned in society. Women are not people's property and they're not to be given away. Like, that is a time-honored tradition that your parents raised you. Relationships between fathers and daughters are incredibly special. And they are different than relationships between fathers and sons. And that is part of what's happening if you have raised your daughter right, as you have protected her, you've taken care of her, you have loved her, and you are passing that off onto another man who you are trusting mm-hmm. to, carry, Continue to, on. To, to carry on with that. And it's just like so sick that there are people out there like like that now who that's how they view it, like you're somebody's property. No, that's not what that is about. Yeah. Okay, so more from that. And somebody called and they had an idea for that young lady. 
In regards to the girl who didn't want her father to walk her down the aisle at her wedding, I think this would be a great opportunity for some girl who doesn't even have a father to reach out to that man and ask him to walk her down the aisle at her wedding. I'm sure there's a lot of girls who've lost their fathers that would appreciate something like that. That's all. Bye. Yeah. Uh, That's and, a great thought. Yeah, and there's people out there who would love that opportunity yeah. to have their father with them on that important moment. And this girl is saying, nah, doesn't matter to me. One more phone call about this. And uh, this guy is questioning the way that she was raised. Casey, this is John from Bloomington. Uh, the key part about her message about her wedding to be was how her dad, how they raised her to be a liberal thinker. And that's why she knows that things don't have to be traditional and decided to do this. But anyway, my main thing that I wanted to ask was whatever happened to conversations that I used to hear all the time on different shows about Cloward and Piven? And isn't everything that's happening and all the trillions being printed and sent out isn't this all catapulting exponentially toward that? And isn't this the end goal to shut down everything so that they're in charge when the lights go out? And, uh, you know, just question. Thanks. Love your show. Bye. So this is a, a political strategy that was enacted really in the it was formed in the late 1960s and the democrats have used it very effectively ever since which is if you just continue to create enough chaos mm -hmm. and you create enough crisis or perceived crisis then people will demand government intervention people will demand societal change people will become numb to the traditions before because those traditions they will associate with what has created these crises and if you look at our nation i mean look at covid is a phenomenal example of that and you see this stuff over and over and over again which comes back to what we've talked about many many times in the show the left does not want to make america better they want to burn america to the ground and recreate it in an image that they see fit societal collapse orchestrated through crisis that's something like the world economic forum could be brought to you by the cloward and fiven strategy <laughs> all right one last thing that i wanted to play for you before hammer joins us this is bidenomics in one video uh this guy might be showing rob up for going off the rails oh. i know you go off the rails oh. with hammer and nigel yeah. on thursdays and here's this guy and his rant on the current economy why is everything so damn expensive? <laughs> Four years ago, my rent was $1,200 a month at a luxury apartment complex. It is now $2,100, <laughs> not even including utilities. I went to the grocery store yesterday, right, and got three bags of chips, some ground turkey, and some vegetables, and it was $67. <laughs> what? My car insurance from four years ago until now, with no tickets, no wrecks, no nothing on my driver's record, has gone from $130 to $240 per month. <laughs> Three years ago, my electric bill was averaging $45. Now it's averaging $125. You go and get a tank of gas once a week, and you're dropping 70 bucks. I mean, a guy can't even buy a can of dip for less than $8. $8 for a can of dip? What the f*** is going on?
<laughs> okay, so, you know, the White House press secretary says the economy is actually really strong and it's going to take time for people to fully understand what the president has done. Yeah, well, look, we, we talked about this when it was happening in real time when people were getting those checks from the government and mm-hmm. delayed it. I said, it's going to cost you a world more than that 600 bucks, and it sure has, Casey. <laughs>